0: This will definitely be my final sex episode for a month that I can give you. The reason why I, why I just said that doing these sex episodes has helped me to creatively heal my sense of sexuality and my sense of my own relationship with sex. And now that I am at the 100% finding and experiencing rest in my own soul when it comes to sex, sexuality meaning no confusion, no frustration, and no uncertainty. Those three things I was taught uh, traumatically during the uh, type of childhood I had that was filled with sexual assault. The sexual confusion, sexual frustration, and the sexual insecurities are all over. So, allow me to conclude this sex episode in the most correct way I can and allow me to tell you that for one month starting today april seventeenth twenty twenty two i won't be talking about sex for one month so on may 17 2022 i'll be talking about sex connection on month break so i can experience a month Of being sexually certain, sexually elated, and sexually secure all within myself. And before I start the episode officially, even after that month is over, for the rest of my life I will continue to make sure that I'm sexually elated, sexually certain, sexist secure all within myself. Let us start the episode officially right now at the top. So let's talk about rights not rescue. How to be an ally to sex workers. One, don't assume. Don't assume you know why a person is in the sex industry. We're not all trafficked or victims of abuse. Some people make a choice to enter this in Some people make a choice to enter this industry because they enjoy it. Others may be struggling for money and have less of a choice too. Be discreet and respect personal boundaries. If you know a sex worker, it's okay to engage in conversation, dialogue with them in private, but respect their privacy surrounding their work in public settings. Don't ask personal questions such as, does your family know what you do? If a sex worker is not out to their friends, family or co-workers, it's not your place to tell everyone what they think. Three, don't judge. Know your own prejudices and realize that not everyone shares the same opinions as you. Whether you think sex work is a dangerous and exploitative profession or not, it's irrelevant compared to the actual experiences of the person who works in the industry. It's not your place to pass judge on how another person earns the money they need to survive. Four, watch your language. Cracking jokes using derogatory terms such as hooker, whore, slut, or hoe is not acceptable. While some sex workers have quote-unquote taken back these words used among themselves in the form of reclamation, they, they are usually used to demean sex workers when spoken by outsiders. Five, address your prejudices. If you have a deep bias or underlying fear that all sex workers are bad people and slash are full of diseases, then perhaps these are issues within yourself that you need to address. In fact, the majority of sex workers practice safer sex than their peers and get tested regularly. 6 do don't play rescuer. Not all sex workers are trying to get out of the industry or in need of help. Ask them what they need, but not everyone is looking for a captain... Save a quote-unquote, or the pretty woman, quote-unquote, ending. Seven, if you are a client or patron of sex workers, be respectful of boundaries. You're buying a service, not a person. Don't ask for real names. Call at hours. Call at all hours of the day slash night or think that your favorite sex worker is going to enter into a relationship with you off the clock. Eight. Do your own research. Most mainstream media is biased against sex workers, and the statistics you read in the news about the sex industry are usually inaccurate. Be critical of what you read or hear, and educate yourself on who exactly is transmitting diseases and being trafficked. Now, I respect that sex work is real work. There's a set of professional skills involved, and it's not necessarily an industry that everyone can enter into don't tell someone to get a quote-unquote real job when they already have one that suits them just fine 10. just because someone is a sex worker doesn't mean they'll have sex with you no matter what area of the sex industry that someone works in don't assume that they're promiscuous and would to have sex with anyone at any time 11. be supportive and share resources if you know someone who is new to the industry or in an abusive situation with an employer by all means offer advice to support without being condescending some people do enter into the sex industry without educating themselves about what they're getting into and may need help despite the situation calling the police is usually never a good option try to find other organizations that are sensitive to the needs of sex workers by contacting the organizations listed wow. 12, as you learn the above things, stand up for sex workers when conversations happen. Share your personal stories if you so choose. Don't let the stigma, bigotry, and shame around sex work continue. Remember, remember it's important that sex workers be allowed to speak for themselves and for allies to not speak for sex workers, but to speak with sex workers. 13. Realize that sex work transcends visible notions of race, gender, class, sexuality, education, and identities. Sex workers are your sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, lovers, and friends. Respect and get active. Contact your local SWOP, the Sex Workers Outreach Project chapter, to find out what you can do or form your own in the city you live in. Being, being an ally as an institution or community leader. If you run a business, a coffee shop, club, a restaurant, etc., or a drop-in center, Put up sex work positive signs in the window. Add pamphlets from harm reduction organizations and get sex workers to the fire table. If you have hiring slash admissions authority or the power to influence hiring slash admissions, ignore prostitution, drug, and nonviolent convictions or arrests when they appear on applicant background checks. Work and ensure that prostitution arrest slash convictions of employees remain confidential reach out to, to agencies and organizations that may come into contact with sex workers and say that your organization is an equal opportunity employer if you don't have the capacity to hire new workers consider creating low stipend internships with transferable skills and credentials that will add to the resume of former workers if you are a direct service provider a lawyer counsel or, or a healthcare provider be explicit by your support add sex workers a list by the marginalized groups to provide equal opportunity or non-judgmental services to. Get educated and don't assume if you work in a group setting, discourage verbal violence and harassment of sex workers. Tailor your services to the individual worker, Many differences in the goals and needs of different sex workers. If you're an academic or a reporter, recognize the diversity of voices, experiences, and reasons for involvement in the sex trade in your work. Read, research on the sex trade critically, and look at a variety of sources when you select material. Refrain from generalizing the experience of being a sex worker from the narratives of one or a small group of sex workers. Don't just take the stories and experiences of the individuals you are studying and give something back in return. This can be include referrals to social services for education slash professional development opportunities, training in research methods and support on community participatory action research crediting key. Informants publications and creating research has the power to generate policies and laws that improve the lives of the individuals you are studying. If you are a policymaker, include diverse sex workers' voices when drafting laws and policies that affect them. Work to eliminate policies laws that discriminate against individuals currently or previously involved in sex trade, including housing discrimination, discrimination in custody cases, employment discrimination, police profiling and abuses. If you are a professional association member, talk about eliminating licensing and hiring bans on individuals who have nonviolent arrests or convictions. HikeBay.com How to be an ally to sex workers. This is a safe space for unlearning biases. This is March twenty-second. Between online censorship laws and politicians like former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg encouraging their mistreatment, uh, sex workers face many forms of discrimination and stigma. Sex work is a job, but because of our horror society and outdated laws, those who choose it as an occupation often treated, are often treated unfairly by everyone from government officials to their own clients. The story of Melissa Petra, a former teacher in New York, is an example of why sex workers need supporters, of the world turns its back on them. Petra was out of her time in sex work is a cra- as a Craigslist call girl. She'd open up about how her former career was physically demanding, emotionally taxing, spiritually bankrupt- bankrupting, yet she was called out for glamorizing sex work. The media shamed her publicly while former Mayor Bloomberg publicly denounced his own government employee and called for a suspension. Sex workers, especially female sex workers, risk their public perception and safety daily, and the outbreak of COVID-19 only exacerbated the issues they face. Some forms of sex work, such as exotic dancing and sex in exchange for pay, were no longer feasible as they violated social distancing laws. This left the majority of the industry out of work and forced to pivot to online work, which could be unsafe for those who need to be discreet. The pandemic also worsened pre existing issues like food insecurity, income, and housing instability, as well as a lack of mental health resources. This is how you can become an ally to sex workers who are undeserved. Subscribe to their online content. Don't ask for free work. Online platforms like the once helpful OnlyFans gave sex workers a way to advertise and work during COVID 19 without having to shut down their businesses. So subscribe to their work whenever you can and avoid asking for free content as this is their livelihood. Pay attention to sales on national holidays and even on their birthdays, as sex workers usually have special sales during these times. Watch your internalized phobia. Practicing sex positive and encouraging your peers to do so helps create a safe space for sex workers, who so usually have to hide their line of work for safety reasons. Also, being phobic or judging sex workers affects all women by implying that it's okay to shame women for their sexuality if it isn't socially acceptable. Disrupt that narrative and start speaking up for everyone's right to live safely and authentically. I advocate for decriminalization. Remember that sex work is valid work. Sex workers are working just like any other human does to survive in a capitalistic society. The naked hustle is no less valid than any other form of work. By advocating for decriminalization, sex workers will hopefully be able to safely report injustices they experience on the clock, as well as receive health and union-related benefits. Donate to relief funds and mutual aid funds. Since sex work isn't decriminalized, sex work experience a lot of abuse and unsafe work conditions that they can't report. This means they have to suffer in silence so they can bail themselves out of situations that an employer would usually provide assistance with. Thankfully, the global network of sex work projects has provided a master list of relief funds and organizations to support globally. Listen to your peers who are sex workers. Once often, there are people right in your community can use some assistance. If anyone around you is open about the experiences of sex work, ask them how you can support them. If you're nervous about leading this discussion, sometimes support can be as simple as buying someone lunch to alleviate work day stress. Urban Justice Working Group on Sex Work and Human Rights. Why this kit is necessary. Sex workers have lived on the margins of society throughout through most of human history. Stereotypes, their derogatory names, stigma, and general indifference to their humanity prevail worldwide. While the exchange of sex for money is a common practice around the world, sex workers are often treated as less than human both in cultural attitudes and public policy. While the human rights of sex workers are routinely abused in countries around the globe. This information kit focuses on three areas, demand for sex work, confusing sex work, and trafficking as being the same, and the US administration's anti-prostitution pledge. The materials in this kit seek to replace those attitudes with realism, compassion, sensible policy alternatives. We will try to counter the prejudice, stereotypes, and general misinformation general misinformation that stand in place, of accuracy about the circumstances of sex work and the people engaged in it. The rights to life, safety, free speech, political action, access to information and to basic health and education services are as important to sex workers as to anyone else. No one should lose these human rights because of the work they do. Countering Prejudice with Reality the factors that lead people into sex work are obscured by prejudice, moral indignation, and general misinformation. Poverty, gender inequality, inadequate in education, and lack of economically viable job options contribute to the main reasons people enter into sex work. But these conditions are rarely mentioned in the public policy debate on sex work. Instead, Arguments that perpetuate harmful myths about character motives, needs, and morals of sex workers continue to influence policy decisions. To the detriment of sex workers and all of society, sex work is universal in any successful effort to curb the spread of HIV-slash-AIDS unless incorporated sex workers. The bias against sex workers often means that instead of being engaged as part of the solution to the hiv aids pandemic, sex workers are treated as part of the problem. They have been punished rather than enlisted to help in HIV AIDS prevention and treatment For example, the US requirement tied to its HIV prevention and anti-trafficking funding that sex that health care and social service providers denounce prostitution has been used to deny sex workers around the health so has been used to deny sex workers around the world the health services they need to survive. A safe sex education that could protect them in the communities from HIV/AIDS and other sexually transmitted infections, and the programs such as education and job training that could give them more control over their lives. The quote-unquote anti-prostitution prostitution pledge unfairly vilified sex workers and also forced organizations that treat, uh, that treat vulnerable people to take sides, either to condemn the people who need their help or risk losing their funds that make the crucial work possible. Similarly, the conflation of sex work, a commercial exchange of sexual services with human trafficking, coercion and forced labor of all kinds harms both the sex workers caught in the confusion and fight against trafficking. We oppose human trafficking and inform. We support confronting the forced deception and coercion inherent in all human trafficking. But policies aimed at assisting the trafficked persons must be properly targeted to help them not to harm sex workers through arrest, harassment, and deportation. We remind readers of this kit that sex workers are people with the human rights due to all individuals. Our materials seek to correct false ideas about sex work and sex workers, and to offer alternative policies and approaches to those that are currently endanger sex workers' safety and health and contribute to their marginalization. Who are sex workers? Sex workers are human beings with human rights must be respected. Sex workers are individuals whose reason for engaging in sex work and leaving it are personal, economic, and social. As complex, anyone's reasons for involvement in any type of work. Sex workers come from an array of backgrounds, life circumstances. Many sex workers do openly choose sex work from a variety of options available to them. Others live in situations that do not allow for such choice and these are the people most affected by harmful policies. Millions of people generate income from sexual transactions around the world, including the United States. It is impossible to count them precisely given the social stigma and criminal sanctions against sex work. Stigma and invisibility often lead to human rights violations. Studies of sex workers were why should they suffer high rates of violence, often at the hands of authorities who not only fail to protect sex workers' with human rights, but in many instances are also are the abusers. The risk for sexually transmitted infectious in HIV/AIDS can be high in sex work, but it does not need to be. Sex workers who have the knowledge and necessary tools are able to protect themselves and their clients. While they have the power to negotiate sex workers are leaders in practicing safer sex methods. In most countries, the majority of sex workers are female and the majority of their clients are male. But people of all genders are involved in sex work and are vulnerable to police abuse. Policies on sex work are outdated and harmful. Sex workers' voices are largely absent from discussions of the policies that affect them. Laws and regulations on sex workers' health and safety are generally made without their input and often overlook or even deny their human rights. Efforts to abolish sex work almost always focus on the perceived moral failings of sex workers or on notions of their victimization. These efforts overlook or dismiss the proper economic other factors that draw people into the field. Rescuers and politicians generally concerned for sex workers' welfare tend to offer them limited alternatives, arrest counseling, 12-step programs, moral exhortations, and other conversion attempts. None of these meet sex workers' needs. Sex workers generally need what all people need to build better lives for themselves and their families, access to education, language literacy programs, programs that help them build businesses and manage their money, And peer support to end their isolation. Like all people, sex workers need to be able to make their own decisions about how to live their own lives. A realistic and effective policy model on sex work would include enforcing the laws against assault, extortion of the human rights abuses committed against sex workers, access to health care, job training, and education opportunities to make a living wage for those. Educational ways to prevent the spread of HIV-slash-hate. Training to help sex workers identify eight victims of human trafficking. Training in business and money management and reduction social stigmas often prohibit sex workers from moving into other forms of labor if they want to do so. You must change public policy to provide opportunities that give people some control over their own lives, education, job training, and employment. Addressing poverty or the right to earn a living wage as well as fighting gender and racial discrimination can broaden every individual's options for a better life. Sex work, what's in the name? It has nothing to do with being quote-unquote politically correct. It is a truism that labels shape opinions. They can also block new opinions. If our goal is to foster understanding, and compassion policies based on human rights for a group of people who have long been ostracized, condemned, ridiculed, discriminated against, and scorned, even by many who use the services of that group's members, we need to think about the names we call those people. Are the labels dismissive? Do they dehumanize people involved, allowing us to treat them as quote unquote other, as non people, as objects without needs or human sentiment? Do they mask? hypocrisy in our attitudes, do they actually perpetuate discrimination? So if so, a new name is needed. The historic civil rights movements of our recent past have projected countless offensive labels that come instantly to mind. Those referring to people of color, women, religious minorities, disabled, aged, and virtually every ethnic and national group on earth. Replacing dehumanizing insults with simple descriptive and formative terms Requires everyone to talk about those people as human beings. Sex workers were the first to use the term sex worker, sex worker. The terms have been adopted by numerous international health, labor, and human rights organizations, including the United Nations and its affiliated agencies. The term sex worker is neutral, no descriptive, and informative without being judgmental. It recognizes sex work as a reality, whatever the speaker's opinion about the work itself. It does not distinguish by gender, race, ethnicity, or creed. It allows the possibility of the worker's dignity and ability to make decisions. Most of all, it affirms the humanity of the person. Such a simple charge is far more than quote unquote politically correct. It can reshape attitudes. Such a reshaping is critical if we are to arrive at policies and practices that are realistic, humane, and genuinely helpful to society and to the people concerned. Sex, Work, and Human Rights In attempts to eradicate sex work, policymakers, law enforcement officials, and others often overlook or even violate the basic human rights of sex workers. Sex workers and human beings like everyone else and entitled to human rights under numerous internationally agreed upon standards for treatment of all people, regardless of profession. It is ironic that sex workers' human rights are often jeopardized by the very policies intended to help them. However, policies based on the assumption that sex work is inherently dehumanizing can never recognize or improve the reality of sex workers' lives. The rights to life, safety, free speech, political action, access to information into basic health and education services are as important to sex workers as to anyone else. No one should lose these human rights because of the work they do. Reducing stigma and discrimination against sex workers will make it easier for those who may wish to leave this work to do so, for example. Many sex workers say that it is their criminal records that inhibit them from finding other work when they choose to do so. Health is a human right. International agreements dating to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights hold that highest attainable physical and mental health standards are a basic basic human right. It is important to note that sex workers need access to comprehensive health care, including reductive care. This information kit addresses HIV/AIDS's many harmful US and international policies to focus on HIV-AIDS. Studies show that the most vulnerable sex workers are at a high risk for suffering sexually transmitted infections, including HIV-AIDS. Because they are often treated as social outcasts or criminals, sex workers can be difficult to reach with information and tools for protecting themselves and others. Creating opportunities for sex workers to take the lead in protecting themselves and others is a necessary urgent need, not a side issue, we are to have any hope of curbing the spread of HIV-AIDS. When sex workers have the power to negotiate, they help reduce the transmission of HIV-AIDS. Sex workers cannot be expected to seek or accept help from agencies required to condemn and reject them as a condition of funding. Human rights laws must be enforced. Safe and appropriate law enforcement interventions are critically important. Society must demand zero tolerance of abuse by authorities against sex workers' human rights, and insist instead that authorities protect those rights. Society must society must also insist that policies aimed at helping sex workers or trafficked persons do not have the opposite effect of harming them. Every person every person deserves the right to live a life free from violence. In many places, sex workers are routinely insulted, harassed, and assaulted by police who no, there's little or no chance anyone will condemn them for it. These assaults contribute to sex workers' physical vulnerability and poor health and cynicism towards legal authorities and social service providers. Sex workers are often targeted by criminals supreme. their reluctance to report attacks to the police out of fear of suffering further injury or insult. Whatever the legal status, sex workers deserve as much safety against physical or sexual assault as any other person's, but these rights are often ignored. Human trafficking for forced domestic work, farm work, sex work, or any other purpose is an unacceptable human rights abuse. It can, it can only be stopped by addressing economic and other realities that encourage migration, and by halting the official corruption that allows traffickers to move their people across the borders to sell services without repercussions. Human trafficking and sex work. Trafficking and sex work are different things. Mary Robinson, former UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, 1970s, 1972 said, To integrate human rights is the only way to ensure that well intentioned anti trafficking initiatives do not compound discrimination against female migrants and further endanger the vicariously held rights of individuals working in prostitution. Trafficking in human beings is a worldwide problem. It involves tricking or cursing individuals into sweatshops, household labor, restaurant work, farming, drug smuggling, and slasher problems. Any form of trafficking in person is a gross, is a gross violation of human rights and must be fought. Trafficking often, but not always, involves transporting people from one country to another. Increasing the victim's, victim's vulnerability and isolation Current anti-trafficking policies of the Bush administration, other social conservatives, fo- focus almost exclusively on trafficking to sex work, as if they were the only kind of human trafficking. The key element of trafficking persons is the existence of some coercive measure that creates a climate of fear. These measures include threats of harm to the trafficked person or their loved one, taking travel, documents, debt, bondage, withholding in wages, physical or sexual assault. In contrast, sex workers engage in a commercial exchange of sexual services or performances, for example, dancing for money. Demand for sex work is not a predominant driving factor for trafficking, which is driven by poverty, race, and equity. They always put demand in quotations in, in this article, by the way. The term demand also refers to legitimate concerns raised by migrants, labor rights activists who address the issues related to the need in the Western Hemisphere for exploit, for exploitable labor and services. However, this narrow focus on demand in the context of sex work represents a dangerous move toward policies which, under the guise of protecting sex workers, is another way of undermining sex workers' independence and causing more harm to them. If using sex workers or trafficked persons erases their voices, of sex workers worsens their working conditions, adds to their general stigmatization and peace discussions on ways to end human trafficking. Trafficking numbers are unreliable. The t- July 2006 study the US Government Accountability Office (GAO) found that estimates of the number of people trafficking in the kind of work with sex work are questionable. The accuracy of the estimates is in doubt because of methodological, weaknesses, gaps in data and numerical discrepancies. For example, the U.S. government's estimate was developed by one person did not document all its work. question numbers also are hard to compare. While the U.S. government estimated that 68% of cross-border trafficking in 2003 involved commercial sex, the International Labor Organization estimated that 40 percent of cross-border and internal trafficking from 1995 to 2004 involved commercial sex. Girls, children, and trafficking were denied differently in each case. Some policymakers and advocates have been misled by these unreliable estimates into the belief that human trafficking and sex work are inextricably linked, and that all sex work is coerced. The reality is very different. In fact, a GAO report states that the U.S. State Department has claimed that legal acts tolerate prostitution nearly always, Increases trafficking but does not cite any supporting evidence. Current policies are ineffective. The US government's five year old anti trafficking program is in many ways merely a global campaign against sex work and and is not working to halt trafficking. The GAO report states that more than five years after the passage of the landmark anti trafficking law, Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000, the US government has not developed a coordinated strategy to combat trafficking persons abroad or evaluated its programs in terms of whether. Projects are achieving the desired outcome. Quote unquote rescue missions are not the answer. Rescue missions do more harm than good. They are an emotional quick fix attempt attempt to deal with a complex problem. Most rescues are a large-scale police race that sweep up everyone present for arrest, interrogation, and detention, ignoring the difference between those who are there under coercion or are underage and those who are not. Safe, appropriate target law enforcement interventions are important. When children are involved or there's evidence of duress, such interventions should target only identified individuals, not result in automatic deportation of immigrants. As a result, trafficked people may be afraid to come forward against their oppressors for weak, for fear of tricking, overreaching rape, rescuing people who do not wish to leave sex work in a of physical safety and economic survival. In the Philippines, children are forced to be relocated from brothels to group homes often return to sex workers and as they are old enough. Thus, yes, they have no alternative means of livelihood. Solutions to trafficking are complex. Pulling people out of brothels neither saves nor rescues them. Civil society needs to address the factors that allow people to be alerted to trafficking situations. In a recent study, only 4 21 immigrant sex workers interviewed said they have been trafficked against their will. Solutions must be targeted to help traffic persons rather than focusing on overreaching, raised off, and the harm that were in their path. Organized groups of sex workers in countries such as India have educated and empowered sex workers to identify traffic persons in and problems and help to liberate them. This approach works better ending trafficking than quote-unquote rescue rates. about about demand, law enforcement activists who denounce sex work has long focused on the supply side of the equation in quotations, prosecuting sex workers or their employees while ignoring the jobs of clients and 1990s detentions of at these activists shifted to the demand side. I agree that arresting clients and patronized sex workers will eradicate the industry. At the best of the Bush administration, Congress passed a trafficking victim's protection Reauthorization Act of 2005 with the goal of ending demand for commercial sex. The law is designed to provide federal funds to state and local jurisdictions to investigate and prosecute persons who purchase commercial sex acts. It also provides funding for John schools and mandatory lecture courses to educate persons charged with the of purchasing or attempted to purchase commercial sex acts. This is a flawed approach. Demand for sex work is not a predominant driving factor for trafficking, which is driven by poverty, racism, and inequities. The term demand also refers to legitimate concerns raised by migrants and labor rights advocates who address the issues whether it's needed in the Western Hemisphere for exploitable labor and services. Part of this narrow focus of the term in the context of sex work represents a dangerous move towards policies which under the guise of protecting sex work is another way of undermining sex workers' independence and causing more harm to them Focusing on demand is counterproductive, but it's not the number of customers but economic trends and social conditions such as unemployment and a shortage of living wage opportunities that determine the number of sex workers at any given time. Addressing basic human needs for education, equal opportunity, and realistic array of economic options would help to ensure that no one who enters sex work does so because of trickery or coercion. The demand for sex transaction otherwise is universal. Criminalizing certain types of demand will not make it go away. Criminalizing and stigmatizing sexual transactions drives the practice into the shadows where violence, extortion, and coercion are more likely to thrive. In situations like these, people do not feel safe and seeking legal protection out of fear of arrest, abuse, or humiliation. Criminalization discourages sex workers, their clients, and problem managers from responding to groups offering information services on preventing the spread of HIV/AIDS. Social conservatives had hailed that Sweden's 1998 Violence Against Women Act criminalized the patronage of sex workers as model legislation. Several studies of the law's effects, including one by Swedish police, found it led to poor results. It pushed sex workers underground where they are invisible to the law, subjected them to more violent situations, and made them more susceptible to being sold in the black market. Sex workers point not only to their clients as a source of violence against them, but also to law enforcement officers who routinely harass, denigrate, and assault, and assault them rather than protect their human rights. Therefore, giving law enforcement more power makes sex workers even more vulnerable. John's schools that work. So called John schools are defended first as a way to reduce demand for transactional sex by shaming clients and sex workers through exposure to the public eye, second as a way to inform clients about the risk of commercial sex, including sexually transmitted infections. For both themselves and sex workers an estimate 20 cities in 10 countries have established john schools since the first one was set up in san francisco california in 1995. little scientific research has been done on the effectiveness of John schools the research that has been done shows they are not effective in reaching their goals a 2001 study in canada found that a significant number of clients that they would continue to frequent sex workers even after attending John school Another Canadian study found that little evidence of John that John Shannon measures have resulted in the diminution of street prostitution, rather, than move sex work from one area to another. Sex worker myths versus reality. Many myths around sex work in the sex industry, but most do not stand up to factual examination. Myth. There is no good reason for anyone to go into remaining sex work. Reality. For many people, sex work is the best even the only opportunity to earn enough support to or earn enough to support their families. Like all people, sex workers in empowerment through access to healthcare, job training, education, means discrimination, opportunities to make a living wage in more than one way. They also face social stigma that can prohibit their movement into other forms of labor. Myth Most sex workers are coerced or forced into doing it. Reality No evidence supports this claim. Millions of people are involved in sex work worldwide. In July 2006, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, GAL, found that current estimates of the number of people trafficked in any kind of work, including sex work, were questionable. The accuracy of the estimates is in doubt because of methodological weaknesses, gaps in data, and numerical discrepancies. For example, the U.S. government's estimate was developed by one person who did not document all this work. Sex workers are individuals whose reasons for engaging in sex work and leaving it are personal. Economic and social as complex as anyone's reasons for involvement in any type of work. Myth. Allowing sex work to happen without criminalizing it will encourage human trafficking and coercion to the sex industry. Reality. Giving sex workers more rights will likely discourage trafficking in sex work. For example, in Thailand, many people support extending labor and social security rights to sex workers on grounds that such policies will promote health and safety protections, allow labor immunization to Improve working conditions and expose or reduce the number of both coerced and underage sex workers. In India organized sex workers work to identify minors and trafficked persons into their problems and seek help for them. And if demand for sex work drives human trafficking in reality, people are susceptible to the lies and tricks of human traffickers because they're seeking better lives, a way out of poverty, joblessness, and discrimination. Although the million, although the numbers are questionable, the International Labor Organization has that of the two point 45 million people trafficked internationally and internally between 1995 and 2004. The majority were coerced into involuntary and domestic housework, restaurant work, sweatshops, etc. About 43% of cases involved for, for, for forced commercial sex. In fact, the GAO report states that the US State Department has claimed that legalized and tolerate prostitution nearly always increases trafficking. But does not cite any supporting evidence. Myth focusing law enforcement efforts on the customers of sex workers will stop the commercial sex trade reality. <laughs> it is not the number of customers, economic trends and social conditions, such as unemployment and a shortage of living wage opportunities, that determine the number of sex workers at any given time. Addressing basic human needs for education, equal opportunity, and a realistic array of economic options would help to ensure that no one who enters sex work does so because of trickery or coercion. Studies of a 1998 law in Sweden that criminalizes customers found it push sex workers underground where they are invisible to the law, subjected to more violent situations and more susceptible to being sold on the black market myth. Sex workers are dangerous to the general population because, they, because most have diseases, they transmit HIV AIDS and other sexually transmitted infections. Reality, sex workers are often more knowledgeable about sexual health and practice safe sex more often than the general population. They often act as sexual health educators for their clients and should be mobilized, not demonized, and struggle to control HIV/AIDS. Where sex workers are not treated as outsiders or criminals, they are able to pursue health care that does not stigmatize them or violate their human rights. When sex workers know that their human rights will be enforced and respected, they can at least seek health care and promote condomies by clients-safe working conditions and protection. Where they are stigmatized, then go to jail and force on the they live in the shadows without, without, without health care or legal protection. If raids of brothels are the best way to help traffic sex workers. Reality. Raids of brothels typically lead to the arrest, detention, incarceration, deportation to be caught there. In many places, those caught in a brothel raid are more likely to be abused by the authorities than town. Rescue efforts say that all sex workers are trafficked. The of sex workers and find as people, as being coerced, is the most effective way to combat trafficking into sex work. Solutions to trafficking are complex. Police people out of problems neither saves nor rescues them. Civil, side, civil society needs to address the factors that allow people to be led to trafficking situations. Sex workers are part of the solution, not part of the problem. Sex workers are often more knowledgeable about sexual health and practice safe sex more often than the general population. Again, they often act as sexual health educators for their clients, who should be mobilized, not demonized, in the struggle to control HIV/AIDS. An approach that recognizes sex workers' human rights, addresses their needs, promotes safer behavior, improves their access to health and social services, can empower them to overcome stigma. And discrimination, so they insist upon condoms used by clients, and also fight for safer working conditions. This approach will attract sex workers to support and achieve the goal to help, of helping to curb the spread of HIV/AIDS. The anti-prostitution pledge is counterproductive. Sex workers are at a high risk for contracting and transmitting HIV, so empower them to lead HIV programs essential to HIV prevention efforts. But stigma, discrimination, and fear of fines and slash of jail time make them. Reluctance to get involved with programs to prevent them from receiving information on how to protect themselves and others. The pledge is not addressing these issues, and sex workers cannot be expected to partner with groups that denounce them. The United States spends billions of dollars to support democratic principles and human rights, including speech in developing countries. The anti prostitution pledge undermines those principles. The pledge compels groups to, to discontinue effective innovative programs and strategies to avoid being seen as quote pro prostitution, losing critical funding. Facts about the anti prostitution pledge, taking pledge. One of the Bush administration restrictions on the U.S. humanitarian development assistance to one that requires organizations to give U.S. assistance for programs combating HIV/AIDS, informing pleasure, opposition to prostitution, trafficking, and sex work. Another restriction bars the use of federal money for activities that promote or support the legalization and practice of prostitution. Similar restrictions also affect U.S. funding, both domestic and international anti-trafficking programs. Introduced in Dallas by Conservative Anti-Choice Legislative Representative Chris Smith, who's a Republican from New Jersey, the pledge originally applied only to organizations based outside the United States since 2005. However, domestic groups working internationally, which receive HIV/AIDS funds, has also been required to certify that they have a policy opposing prostitution and trafficking in sex work. These policies run contrary to best practices in public health and undermining efforts to stem the spread of HIV and human trafficking. The, the restrictions would preclude recipients of yes funds from using proven effective practices to prevent the spread of HIV among marginalized populations and undermine efforts to promote the effective HIV prevention programs. Both the efforts on a sophisticated understanding of the social and personal dynamics faced by marginalized populations start by building trust and credibility among these populations. They recognize that it is necessary to provide social and local health services demanding women and sex work without judging them. Basically, these restrictions require groups to express the government's viewpoint on a controversial subject in order to remain eligible for grants. It even restricts the way organizations use their own private funds. Language is so confusing that organizations aren't sure how to comply with it. government officials aren't sure how to enforce So this is the Urban Justice Center, located in 123 William Street, 16th floor, New York, New York. And um, I'm glad I'm concluding this episode because regardless of how we feel about what people are doing or... Not doing. Him and rights should be honored no matter what. And because I'm going to be a triple X star. Myself, and I should be applauded the same sex worker human rights.